Miami versus Miami. How do the matchups break down for our Miami Hurricanes? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked On Canes your first listen. We are finally two days away from Miami taking on Miami. I want to remind you guys this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Folks, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. When it comes to breaking down these matchups, I couldn't think of a better person to help us out with that than Miami Hurricanes color analyst, former Miami Hurricanes team captain, Don Bailey Jr., who has been hard at work studying the opponent. I think he might be in the film room right now. Don, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, Alex. Thank you. It's been a it's been a good August. I'm ready for a little kickoff, ready for a little hard rock stadium and some some pregame, in-game, and post-game conversations. You know, Don, let's start with, with Miami's defense because the Canes, they're going up against an experienced quarterback in Brett Gabbard. He is the younger brother of Blaine Gabbard. And, you know, Brett's been making some headlines this week with the whole real Miami discussion. But, you know, Hurricanes defensive coordinator Lance Guidry described Gabbard this week as, as a general. Um, you know, the Red Hawks, they did lose some of their offensive line from last year. So uh, how did how does Miami match up against Gabbert? Do you think they'll be able to get pressure on him, Don? Oh, I think they're going to be able to get pressure on him eventually. You know, they're going to have to yeah. figure it out early. But, you know, C Coach Coach uh, Guidry is all about pressure. So sooner or later, he's going to get you. It just doesn't – I don't know how soon, but he's going to he's gonna manipulate the, the line of scrimmage. He's going to use his linebackers. He brings his corners, his safeties – everybody's an option when it comes time to rushing the quarterback or putting pressure on the quarterback. Gabbard, in my opinion, is he's excellent. I mean, is he a first-round draft pick? That's not what I'm talking about. But as far as running his system, having the guts to do what he does, I mean, he will, he'll pull it down and run. He's got an arm that's good enough to make plays happen. He's thrown for over 6,000 yards. He's the heart and soul, I think, of the whole team. I really think yeah. he sets the example for the whole team. A lot of times they, guys will say, well, he's that for the offensive side. Uh-uh. He is the example that they put out front for everybody. He's an effort guy. He's a high IQ guy. And, and he loves the game. I mean, he is a football player, not just a quarterback. And you look at some of the offensive talent in the passing game. They've got a transfer wide receiver from Notre Dame, Joe Wilkins Jr. Uh, they've got some exciting looking freshmen, Javon Tracy, Q Williams. Uh, obviously, Don, going back to last year, Miami had some coverage breakdowns. They allowed some big plays in the passing game. H how do you think Miami's new look secondary safeties look pretty much the same as last year, but the cornerbacks do not? How do you see Miami matching up with their outside talent? I think it's early, too early to tell. We haven't really seen anything other than a couple scrimmages. We haven't seen right. anything live. I mean, that, that's the fact. I believe that there's talent there. There's size there. There's experience there. You know, you've got the younger Brown who has no college experience. The older Brown's got 30-some-odd games experience. So you're gonna ha you'll have those guys working their way in. So I think it's just you just got to have to not give up a big play. I think you, you almost have to play it safe at the corner spot 
as far as coverage goes. You know, thank goodness you have the safeties back. You know, we all know that, that Cam has done a phenomenal job. And then, of course, Williams, he's a guy that they're going to move around and get him, have him manipulate the box from time to time. But it's going to be – the secondary is it's going to a little bit be a to-be-determined at the corner and nickel spot. Yeah. And how do you feel, Don, about the linebackers? It seems like there's been a good – battle at will linebacker between KJ Cloyd and Wes Besaint. And then it seems like Mr. Maui Noah Francisco, the older brother has uh, done an excellent job at Mike linebacker. Let's start with Francisco. He, he came onto campus and made an impact in the spring Had a great spring, got better every day. And the same thing has been held true at uh, in fall camp. And I believe he he's a force. He's a, is the biggest linebacker really Miami has had in a long time. And he comes with coming from Washington State. He played against the USC's, the UCLA's. He's seen big time opponents. So he's not going to be intimidated by anything in the ACC. He's, he's a guy that can rush the passer. He's a guy that can cover. He's had interceptions that uh, when, he, when he's at Washington State, even scored on one, I believe. And, you know, you look back at his career and you, you can see why he's going to help Miami. As far as the other spots go, it's almost like the running back room to me, Alex. They need everybody. It's going to be committee. I get, you know, everybody gets caught up on who's going to start. Well, if you start and you play eight plays and you don't start and you play 48 plays, what, what, what are you doing? You know, what difference does it make? I'm not caught up in that, but Cloyd is going to definitely help. You know, you, you've got the Saint who's last year, the last month of the season really came on. He's had a good camp, but the best news is for Hurricane fans is we're asking who's going to start. To me, that means there's competition. Yes. And if you've got competition up until kickoff, then your team is going to get better. And, and I think that's very, very important and shouldn't be overlooked. I'm not, you know, I have the conversation with Joe Zagaki. He, of course, is all about the numbers and the placement. And, and I get it. That's his job. But early on, what difference does it make? Put them all down because it's, I think it's still getting sorted out. I really do. I, I think what you see this week as a starting lineup may not be the same thing that you see next week against Texas A&M. And it may not be the same after that. Sometimes it takes you through September and some positions are really, unfortunately, in my opinion, not solidified the whole year. That's great stuff. And I agree with you on the depth chart. It's going to be a fluid thing from week to week. No question. Uh, something I, I'd love your take on the running defense, the rush defense for Miami, because that was an area that was inconsistent, sometimes problematic last year, Don. And we were just talking about this with Joe Z on Hurricane Hotline last night. I, I get more questions about defensive tackle than probably any other position on the field. Uh, how do you feel Miami's coming along from a rush defense standpoint? They're 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 getting better, you know. I, I think they're they've added some size, they've added some experience. You know, um, Dean is a guy that came from Purdue, had a very productive career there. He's been his presence here has been felt on the field. The Hurricane fans don't really know who he is, you know. They and how can they, right? He he he's he's a guy that came in through the portal, but he's aggressive. He's twitchy. He makes things happen, and he's an electrical engineer. He's very smart. He's not going to break any assignments. But to me, on that defensive front, and, and this is a forever for me, if you have the best defensive tackle in the country, there's a good chance you're going to have a pretty darn good defense. Now, Miami doesn't have that 
position solidified as the best in the country. And really, they're not even brought up as the best in the conference. They need that to happen. Now, Leonard Taylor's going into his third year. It's time for him to plant his flag and say, I'm the dude. I'm the guy that is going to run this defense. And we can talk about everybody else. But in my opinion, if you start right there at that spot and you go back through the history of this this program and really most programs, when they have a guy that is a difference maker at defensive tackle or that three technique, then you've got a defense that's going to have some success. And, and I hope that Leonard Taylor, when we get – we're talking next week at this time about previewing Texas A&M, I'm going to tell you, hey, Alex, you know, this guy had the game. It's coming. This yeah. is his time. All the, the five stars are paying off. I hope that's the case. But, again, that whole front is going to have to work together. The way this thing works with Coach Guidry is it's not a one-man show. This is an orchestra where he, you know, he tries to get everybody – to participate and all the timing and make sure that these blitzes and these pressures happen so it doesn't expose them somewhere else. We're only getting started on this episode of Locked on Canes. A little bit later on, I'm going to give you guys the inaugural for this season, Week 1 Hurricane Stock Report, who we're buying, who we're holding heading into this game. But when we come back with DBJ, got to talk about the Miami Hurricanes offense and how they match up with the Red Hawks defense. We're only getting started. You want to keep it locked right here the Locked On Canes. Guys, if you're looking for those last-minute tickets, you can get incredible deals right now at game time. I'm telling you, I've seen tickets this week for only 4 bucks. Miami versus Miami this Friday. I know it can be stressful. You're looking for those last-minute tickets. Are you getting the best deal? Are you getting ripped off? You'll never get ripped off at game time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets at game time. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You go by your location. They give you all the top events in your areas. They even give you images of the seat views you're going to get. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only the Locked On Network can, including insight from analysts from uh, our stable of Locked On College hosts, including myself, covering every team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel, and you will not want to miss it. Obviously, we don't want to miss this uh, big matchup on Friday, Miami versus Miami. Don Bailey Jr., Miami Hurricanes color analyst, is with us, does an awesome job calling the games alongside Joe Zagaki. So, Don... Um, I can't wait to watch Miami's offense uh, this week, uh, the Hurricanes' offense, that is. Going up against Miami, Ohio, they had the best defense in their conference last year. They returned nine players who got starts on their D last season, so there's a lot of continuity there. 
What stands out to you about the Red Hawks defense and where in what areas can they make the Hurricanes lives difficult? I think the line of scrimmage, they've got experience on the line of scrimmage. They're big, they're active. They've got a linebacker, number 15, that is, he's everywhere. He's got 248 tackles the last two years. He's been around and has seen everything twice. And and they really try and free him up. Uh, they do a fair amount of stunning and games on the defensive front, but they're a precision defense. And, and what I mean by that is you can tell that they've been running the same thing again and again, and they're very precise in their moves. And they're not going to sit still, uh, especially – in, in second long, third long downs and let you get a beat on them. They're going to move around and try and, and create issues. And the problem for everybody in week one is nobody's got any tape on anybody. You're going off of what happened last year, last year's personnel. You know, that's Miami too. You know, they're going off of what they think Miami's going to do. Miami's got new coordinators and, and 40, 40 new players on the football team. They're trying to plug in those, those things as well. But the same thing for, for Miami of Ohio defensively. They're, they're well coached, they're sound, and you know I think Miami can, can, uh, can, can make some headway in the running game, but I also think that they can make some headway on the long ball. And that's a perfect place to jump a little bit deeper, Don, because uh, a, wor- a word we've heard a lot going back to the spring is vertical, right? Kevin Beard has yeah. said it. A lot of Miami's receivers have said it. They want to go vertical, and they've, they've got one of the fastest receivers now in the country in Tyler Harrell, who runs a – Four two four in the forty yard dash. Are you seeing signs of that vertical passing game in practice? And do you think the matchups this weekend could play into some big plays? I think there's some of them will, but you know I don't want to disappoint anybody. Miami's not going to go vertical if vertical's not there. Right? I mean, they're just not going to walk out and said, you know, we're we're a vertical team. We've got the a four two forty guy. We're just going to do that. That's not how it works. It works with Shannon Dawson finding what he can take and, and what they're giving, not force feeding uh, a philosophy that the fans want to see. And yes, Miami has gone deeper in practice. Yes, they've had success at it. Yes, it's going to happen. But that's not the offense. The offense the focus is first downs, productive on first and second down, making it third and manageable. You know, the thing that comes with this, this air raid title is everybody thinks it's all over the field and it's not calculated that's that's not the case it's this is a calculated offense and they have a a run mindset let's remember that and the best thing there is the best thing there is to set up this vertical game is a running game so we better hope for the run and then you'll get your wish vertically you mentioned earlier running game by committee. That's the way Shannon Dawson described it. And that's a really good committee. I mean, there mm-hmm. there are some yeah. guys we've seen before. I mean, Henry Parrish was Miami's most consistent back last year. We haven't really seen Don Chaney in a couple of years, but he's right. back healthy. And Don, I'm really excited for some of the new guys because this A.J. Allen has impressed me left and right. And Mark Fletcher, I, I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns because he's their biggest guy to use in the red zone. Yeah, I like him too. We can start there. I mean, there yeah. he's he's big. You use the word fluid. That's that's a good way to describe him. I mean, it, it it never looks difficult to him, and that's the sign of greatness to me, especially when you're a true freshman. So I think he's going to get some burn. AJ Allen has come in here, and he 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 can, he makes some explosive plays. Now, I'm not telling you he's got that long speed that that maybe you would hope 
would happen, but he's going to absolutely help Miami. And he comes from a Nebraska program, which played in a lot of big places and played a lot of big games. And, you know, Henry Parrish is a guy that, you know, he just won't go away. And, and you don't want him to go away. He's, I think what's special about him is he has great hands. He proved last year here that he is reliable, doesn't lay the ball on the ground, and and he he blocks and he can make it happen for you. And then after that, you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see everybody else. You see the rest of the committee. And I think it's it's situational too, Alex. I mean, you're they're gonna after this week and for sure after next week, Miami's gonna have a good feel of what guy fits where, and then you'll start seeing guys get plugged in in a more consistent basis. Last thing for you. What have you yeah. seen from Tyler Van Dyke in camp and his development? I see comfort level. Uh, you know, I really do. I, is The arm is the same. You know, the arm's been good. He's he's trimmed down a little bit, right? I mean, his body looks a little different than it did last year and the year before. But I see that he's comfortable. I see that he has a grasp of the offense. I see that he and Shannon Dawson uh, have great communication skills together. They, there's... There's never anybody that looks confused or, you know, Tyler's not scratching his head or have his, his finger in his ear hole going, what, I didn't hear you. I didn't, he understands what he's supposed to do. And, you know, you talk about the season, the season, the season. The number one thing for this season is Tyler Van Dyke being healthy. Tyler Van Dyke is healthy. Miami's going to have a chance offensively in every single game. This man is a true professional. He always does a great job on the game day calls, 560 WQAM. Don Bailey Jr., who's going to be on uh, with Joe Zagaki on that call. Don, I can't thank you enough, my friend. Thank you so much for the time, and I'll see you Friday. You will see me Friday, and Alexano, anytime I can help you, you call. Huge shout-out to Don. We're going to have the inaugural Canes Week 1 stock report when we come back. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take that everydayer experience to the next level, become a show VIP by signing up for our exclusive SMS texting community through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. You get text messages directly from my phone to your phone with recruiting scoops, inside stories, practice updates, breaking news, one-on-ones. You can ask me questions on there, and you can try it completely free for 14 days. Click the link in the show description below. And then if you like it, after two weeks, you can opt in for $4.99 a month to give you a lot of extra added value on there. Speaking of added value, the inaugural edition of this season, the week one stock report. Now, since Miami hasn't played a game yet, we're not really selling on anyone, but we'll tell you who we're buying stock in, who we're holding or hodling. Hodl stands for hold on for dear life. And, you know, we try to get creative with these. This is not like the most obvious, ridiculous stock tips that you'll get from your Uncle Louie down the block. Like, kid, come here. Come here. I got a hot stock tip for you. There's this company. You might want to think about buying Amazon. They used to sell only books, but now they sell everything. You need to buy Amazon. We try not to be so obvious with these, but... Week one, Miami Hurricane stock report. I am buying stock in a couple defensive players. K.J. Cloyd, the transfer linebacker from Louisville, and Daryl Porter, who's now in his second year at defensive back in Miami, former West Virginia guy. Cloyd, we'll find out for sure on Friday, but K.J. Cloyd 
might have in fact won the week one will linebacker starting job. He's been competing really nicely with with uh, West Besaint in practice. That's been a good competition. Uh, and I think he might start, but even if he doesn't, KJ Cloyd is going to play a lot. He's having a really good fall camp. And then with Daryl Porter at cornerback, I'm buying low on Porter since most people have been talking about Damari Brown, the true freshman who's gotten some works with the ones more than they're talking about Porter. But that's been a really good battle there. And I would not be surprised if Daryl Porter ends up getting the first start because of his experience level. And he's had a really good fall camp. I don't think enough people are talking about Daryl Porter. So it would not surprise me if Porter is the guy who starts opposite of Devontae Brown, who obviously should have been buying stock in Devontae Brown a long time ago. I am loading up this week. This is a big buy here. I am loading up on defensive line stock for Miami of Florida because one area where Miami of Ohio lost players from their starting lineup last year is at the offensive line. And even their O-line last year wasn't great. They gave up 38 sacks a season ago. And not to mention the extra motivation and bulletin board material from their quarterback, Brett Gabbert, who's out there saying that the real Miami is in Oxford, Ohio. So if Miami's defensive front needed any extra motivation, they got it. I'm looking at buy stock in everybody from Akeem Mesidor, Ruben Hurricane Bain, Nigelique Kelly, Leonard Taylor, Jafari Harvey on down. Would not surprise me if the Hurricanes going up against a team that's been talking a little trash. Not the best O-line in the country. I think the Hurricanes could end up with five or six sacks on Friday. You heard it here first. So I'm loading up on the defensive line. I'm also loading up stock on a couple of Miami's running backs. A.J. Allen and Mark Fletcher. Allen, the transfer out of Nebraska. Fletcher, the true freshman out of American Heritage. These young running backs are ready to contribute big time in the rotation. I'm not 100% sure if A.J. Allen is going to start. He might. It's either him or Henry Parrish. But no matter how much, you already had Miami's offensive coordinator admitting to us on Monday that they've got so many backs who are playing well. It's going to be a running back by committee. So you know these guys are all going to get playing time. Parrish and Don Chaney included. Probably Chris Johnson will get some burn as well. But the guys who have really stood out to me in fall practice are A.J. Allen and Mark Fletcher. Fletcher's going to play a lot as well, and I think Fletcher's going to score a lot of touchdowns this year because he's going to get a lot of work inside the red zone and at the goal line. So I'm loading up on A.J. Allen and Mark Fletcher. I'm going to wait. Here, here's a couple I'm not buying yet, okay? Because I mentioned I'm not really selling anything because we haven't played a game yet, but there are a couple of areas where I'm not going to think about buying until proven otherwise. I've got to see something. So I'm going to wait to buy stock in Miami's run defense. That was a problematic area last year. We're getting some signs of encouragement there, but I need to see how that actually looks before I buy. Uh, you go up against Miami, Ohio. Their leading rusher, Keon Mose, from last year, is back this year, and their quarterback, Gabbert, can run from the quarterback position. So I'm going to wait and see how Miami's running defense looks, um, even though I think it's going to be better than last year. We'll see. Here's a stock that I am I'm ho holding or hodling, holding on for dear life, because I was already buying this one months ago. I am holding my Tyler Van Dyke stock. Maybe I'll buy a little bit more this week, because honestly, the moment that Shannon Dawson was hired 
was the moment we started buying TVD shares because I think this is an offense that's going to suit him really well. We know how much better the offensive line has gotten, the running back rotation we were just talking about. They've added some wide receivers. So I've already bought a lot of Tyler Van Dyke stock this offseason. I'm just going to be holding it for this week, okay? And here's, okay, the last area where I'm definitely buying stock, and this is more of a characteristic than it is an actual human being, but I am buying stock in Yak. Yards after catch. Yards after catch is one of the foundations of the air raid passing scheme. That's something Shannon Dawson expects these guys to accomplish, getting open in space with a lot of real estate to run into. Miami has one of the fastest receivers in the country in Tyler Harrell. And then you've got guys like Jacoby George, Xavier Restrepo, and Shamar Kirk, who all have solid shiftiness and quickness to earn extra yards in space. Ray Ray Joseph as well. Ray Ray is really hard to tackle, and I think you're going to see some looks where Miami's got four wide receivers or five wide on the field, and Ray Ray Joseph is going to get on the field some. The true freshman out of Miami Edison, he's going to make some plays. So I am buying stock in yards after catch. Now, heading into this opening game, we all know the two most important things. Win the game by any means necessary and try to get out of this one injury-free. That's our hope and our prayer heading into every single game this football season. But that is the week one stock report. Maybe week two will decide anybody we're selling, anybody else we're loading up on big. A uh, huge thank you to Don Bailey Jr. for joining us. And huge thank you to all of you guys. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, you smash that like button. You hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our channel. If you listen to the audio version, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey app, wherever you get your pods, and leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating. And we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.